Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Wednesday, July 21st. U.S. equity futures are extending their gains from Tuesday. So you have the S&P futures up 17 points. That's 40 basis points. The Dow futures are outperforming a little bit, up 185 points. That's about 55 basis points. And the Nasdaq futures are up about 20 points. That's about 12 basis points. So mild gains this morning, extending from Tuesday with uh, cyclical, slightly outperforming tech. In Europe, the major indices are up about a percent to 1.3%. You are seeing outperformance in cyclical groups in Europe. So basic resources, banks, insurers, energy are all trading well, along with pockets of tech and retail. Uh, There were a lot of earnings out of Europe this morning, which I will get to in a second. Asia was a little bit more mixed, certainly not as strong, nearly as as strong as the U.S. was yesterday. Um, Japan traded higher, but you had um, Hong Kong and Taiwan and Korea all finished in the red. So for the macro front, there's really not much incremental to talk about. There's obviously been a ton of anxiety and concern around COVID. You have a lot of headlines on COVID. Um, you know, really the takeaways are mixed regarding efficacy of the non-mRNA vaccines, including the Johnson Johnson one. There was a study that hit late yesterday talking about how um, recipients of the Johnson Johnson vaccine probably would require booster shot to give them um, immunity against some of the newer variants. Um, you know, you are seeing some pushback from governments with regarding um, with regards to reintroducing various different lockdown restrictions. You know, you did have LA reintroduce their mask mandate and you have had um, other examples of, of various different state and local governments following that lead. So Clark County overnight required all um, workers in Las Vegas to wear masks indoors, not um, not customers of, of, of casinos and other indoor locations, but workers have to wear a mask. But you have seen other governments such as uh, New York City push back and say they don't plan on reintroducing mask mandates. Um, and I think for the most part, the strategies from government officials right now is to encourage vaccinations um, as aggressively as possible rather than bring back lockdown steps. But obviously, um, you know, that's subject to change. The situation is very fluid. So, you know, mixed headlines, I think, on COVID. You know, certainly um, I continue to think that the present situation is far better than it was earlier this year or last year. Um, But you are seeing a deterioration at the margin. Um, You know, and I think the market volatility overstates really what's happening with COVID. Things are not as grim as they seemed on Monday and they're not... um, you know they're not as as good as uh, you know one might have uh, one might have thought based on the Tuesday rally. Um, on the stimulus front, so there's you know there's a lot of anticipation now for central banks. You have an ECB decision coming up tomorrow. Remember the ECB recently rolled out a new inflation outlook, um, sort of adopting a Fed-like um, average inflation goal, which would you know I think. The takeaway from that is they will have to rejigger their long-term policy um, strategies in order to help push inflation higher. So there is a lot of anticipation that you're going to see Lagarde come out tomorrow and talk about how asset purchases, whether it's under the PEPP um, QE program, which was re- which was introduced largely for COVID, or the APP plan, um, which was a pre-COVID purchase fund. Um, Either of those two programs left to stay in place longer than anticipated. We'll have to see um, how all that unfolds tomorrow. The ECB, I think, has is in a very awkward position right now where the data suggests that they are heading towards a taper sometime at the end of this year, 
while this new inflation target would suggest they may have to um, you know, keep purchases in place for a little bit longer. So I don't anticipate any type of shock and all policy announcement for the ECB, but I think that certainly was a factor yesterday in the rally and it's underpinning some of today's um, strength. And then keep in mind, you have the Fed next Wednesday. Um, you know, Again, I really don't think you're going to see central banks shift their um, tone dramatically. You have not seen any major shift in, in data um, that would justify them uh, responding to the recent market volatility. And I think at this point in time, if you were to see central banks express increased anxiety overall, it was a very mild um, market sell-off. I, I, don't, I think that would actually be counterproductive at this point. So I don't place too much, um, like I said, I don't, I'm not anticipating major policy shifts from the central banks um, over the coming week, but I think that is something in the market. On the U.S. fiscal front, the Senate looks like it will proceed with a procedural vote on the bipartisan infrastructure bill today, despite the fact that the bipartisan group of senators drafting that bill have not yet completed it. Um, whether or not it ha- whether or not it goes off today, you know, I think it remains to be seen. I still don't think this bill has enough support to make it back to Biden's desk. Um, you know, whether or not it's abandoned this week, next week, um, you know, I continue to think that it's it, it's in a very precarious situation right now, um, and will probably only uh, get more uncertain going forward. Which means Democrats are going to be pivoting back towards their reconciliation bill which will include tax hikes. Um, you know, again, I don't think that you are going to see um, massive tax increases at the end of the day, but I do think the headline risk around that will increase going forward. Um, on the earnings front, you had a lot of reports last night in the U.S. and then a bunch in Europe this morning. Um, I would say on balance, they were probably net positive, not certainly not dramatic, and there were a bunch of disappointments. Um, so ASML, Chipotle, uh, Next PLC, which is a U.K. retailer, Novartis, all were pretty strong. Um, I have details on all the earnings reports in the piece this morning. Um, you know, the Netflix, the knee-jerk reaction was initially negative. You had um, the Q3 sub outlook was a little disappointing, but I think on balance, if you read the entire shareholder letter and you listen to the management presentation, rather than just focusing on, um, you know, the, the headline blasts, it was a fine report. Um, you know, the company performing well. Sub numbers certainly are slowing. They are coming up on very difficult comparisons from last year, but in general, pretty solid, healthy performance. And then United Airlines also, you know, the knee-jerk reaction, I think, was one of mild under, under um, mild disappointment as EPS fell slightly short of expectations. But on balance, if you look through all the figures and you absorb the qualitative message, um, you know, they are still seeing a, a healthy recovery rebound in travel. And I think that's, you know, one factor why markets are not as anxious about COVID um, as, you know, Monday may have suggested. You've seen a bunch of epicenter companies, including Next PLC, which is a big UK retailer, and then uh, United Air. They don't seem to be seeing any degradation in the um, the momentum of their business. They continue to see a pretty sharp rebound in momentum. Um, there were certainly some uh, disappointments on the earnings front. Um, you know, so Daimler was was one came out this morning with earnings talking about how the semiconductor shortage will will create incremental pressures in, in H two. The second half of the year, they trimmed back some of their production outlook, um, and then there were a few others as well that are seeing some selling pressure in Europe. Um, SAP is is another one where the guidance increase was not as large as some were hoping for. Um, you know, but in general, I think corporate America is still performing very well. I think the big takeaway so far this earnings season has to do with some of the industrial companies calling out incremental margin pressures. 
Um, no company is talking about any softness in end market demand or revenue. It's it, the big issues to the extent there are any are coming on the margin front. Um, so Axco Nobel, which is a big paint company, confirmed what PPG said uh, Monday night, just talking about how, again, they're seeing a lot of uh, cost pressures that are going to be weighing on margins. So Axo Nobel is another stock that's trading a little softly in Europe this morning. So those are all the big um, trends for today. Like I said, I think the markets um, are much more volatile than underlying news. So I, 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 I would hesitate to kind of try to justify every tick in this tape by some headline. I don't think you're going to find it. For the Wednesday calendar, the focus will be on on earnings. Um, you know, so some of the big ones this morning include Johnson Johnson, Coca Cola, and Verizon. And after the close, Texas Instruments um, is probably going to be the biggest one, along with Whirlpool. Um, again, if you look at the Electrolux report from Tuesday morning, um, that was another industrial that talked about seeing some inflationary margin pressure. So I think Whirlpool will be in focus after that. Um, and then, like I said, in Washington, we'll be seeing how this procedural vote takes place on the bipartisan infrastructure bill. So that is everything for today, Wednesday, July 21st. Thanks for listening.